Romans 8.15 says, You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Welcome to Spirit of Adoption Radio, where we soar above all the darkness of this world and see things in the light of God's eternal perspective. Now, here's your hosts, Kevin and Tabitha Lavelle. Shalom. We're so thankful and blessed that you would choose to join us today for episode number 115 of Spirit of Adoption Radio. I'm Kevin. With me, as always, is my dear wife, Tabitha. How are you today, Sophia? I'm just thinking about all the ways that he continues to move mountains in our lives. Amen. So with, amazing. With man, this is impossible. Yes. But with God... Mm, all, all things, things are possible. Are possible. Hallelujah. Wow. He performs miracles. Is he still doing that today? Yes. He's still making a way in so many ways in our lives. Just like going through all the things that we go through in life. It's amazing just to watch him make Move a way. mountains. Huh? Yeah. And, and make a way. We don't have to be anxious about anything. Mm. You know, I think the Lord was speaking something to my heart about that tonight because I just got this little temptation to become anxious about something, you know, mm. and then the Lord was like, no, immediately he brought my eyes to the sign that says, be anxious for nothing that we have right by mm. our um, little television stand in our house, you know, mm. be anxious for nothing. And it just blessed me. Because we don't have to be anxious. He's so big and so strong and so in control of everything. Amen. And he's the one who can make a way. Yes. Where there seems to be no way. Oh, right? Amen. He can move things out of the way. Yeah, he parted the sea. Come on. He moved the water right out of the <laughs> way, you know? That's right. He's still doing that in our lives. It's, it's awesome. Amen. Amen. And on today's show, we want to talk about a picture of our salvation that we're commanded to publicly display. Okay, amen. We're supposed to show it. Yeah. Amen. So I was thinking about pictures the last week. Uh, the brothers in the fellowship here, they've been uh, doing some funny things with pictures. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think they started with me, actually. Yeah. Okay, it's going to get to what I'm talking about here, but 
I had uh, actually, it's your fault. That was my fault. Actually, it's actually your fault. Yeah, yeah, that just dawned on me. <laughs> I started it. I got a letter in the mail. I don't think I've ever got one of these with my name on it, but I got an AARP like uh, for senior citizens. Junk okay, mail. so I so think it's just junk mail for people. That, it's a wrong name. I think they got the wrong name on that. There's people that don't know what that means, especially in Kenya. And I don't even know what it means. What does it mean again? AARP. I, I'm too young. It for has that. something to do with being real old and. <laughs> When Association get, of artists and no, uh, repentant um, it's something reti- preachers. Retirement. Association of artists and repentant preachers. It has Is to do with retirement A-A-R-P. program or something like I I don't know exactly what it means, but oh, but wow. it's it's just everybody knows in the U.S. that when you get really old, come on, like now. Kevin, then <laughs> you Man, start getting letters from the AARP. I'm only twenty eight. Oh man, that, somebody told you you look twenty eight. About no, I'm actually twenty eight now. Twenty remember? years ago, I'm twenty eight. Said twenty eight years young. Okay. Yeah, well, I've been twenty eight years in the Lord. I don't know why you're getting AARP letters, and that's it's your name and your address on there. Yeah, so I got one of those, and then uh, <laughs> we took a picture of it, and it was just a I joke picture, a picture, you know. And yeah. then um, you put it up on some kind of thing. I gave it to my friend, and then one of the brothers got a hold of it. Yep, she gave it to her husband. And then they discovered this new thing with pictures, uh, this new technology where you can take a picture and then they actually can make it look like you're singing a song. Yep. Um, They can make your, kind of animate your picture like Uh and make it look like you're singing. Like like the picture comes alive. It's an app and then it makes you It's kind of funny but kind of weird at the same time. Yeah, it is weird. (laughs) It makes your eyes, eyebrows move and your... (laughs) Eyes get bigger and your mouth move. Oh man! But they, you know, they they had this picture with the AARP, me with my AARP envelope, uh, and I was just holding it up, being silly. Yeah. And they took it, and uh, one of the brothers he did this old song called "Celebration." Celebrate good times, come on! Yeah. And, and they had had me singing it. <laughs> celebrate good times, like I'm retiring, right? Yeah. Cele- time to celebrate. I'm retiring. I'm oh, an old yeah. man, right? That's right. But I'm not retiring in the Lord. No. Come on now. Come on now. We yeah. don't retire in Jesus, do we? No, we don't. We're not retiring until we enter the kingdom. Right. But it was funny. It was cute. Yeah. So then they've been taking pictures of all the other brothers. Yeah. And uh, one that I actually really liked, and it kind of gets to what we're talking about here today, is one of the brothers, uh, he got baptized, okay, in our backyard. Yeah. And in the picture, it's after he was baptized and he was standing up with his hands praising the Lord. The sun is shining on him and he's got this big smile and he's praising the Lord. And one of the brothers, he took that picture and he had him holding his hands up and he was singing that song. You, you made, made a, a way. way. The one that we just played. <laughs> when my back was against the wall. <laughs> looked like yeah. It was over. That was hilarious. It It's really cute when you actually see it. It's yeah. funny. Yeah. So it's really funny. That made me think about baptism when yeah. I was looking at that picture. I really like. I didn't like the one about me, but I liked the one about him. Yeah, the one yeah. with him singing. That was cute. <laughs> so those pictures got me thinking of baptism. And so I wanted to do an episode about baptism. And uh, there's a couple important points about water baptism. Okay. So first of all, every born-again disciple of Jesus Christ is commanded to be water baptized. Yeah. Okay. Matthew 28, 19, the Lord said, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them. Who's the them? 
The disciples. The disciples. Mm-hmm. They've been made disciples, and then they get baptized. Yeah. Right? Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So we see here that disciples are to be baptized. Yes. Okay? First, they become disciples. Then they are baptized. Mm. Amen? Amen. It's an important sequence there. Yes. Amen. And it's also important to remember that water baptism is not what washes away our sins. Mm, Yes. Amen. That's important because there are some groups out there that say that's what washes away your sins. You have to be baptized in water. Mm. Okay. So what's the hymn say? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can wash away (laughs) my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And so we don't base that theology on hymns, but that hymn is based on good theology. Yeah. Okay. Because Revelation 1 uh, and many other verses, but Revelation 1, 4 through 6 says this, John to the seven churches, which are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come. And from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Mm. So what washes away the sins here in that verse? The blood of Jesus. The blood. Nothing but the blood. You see... The water baptism doesn't wash away your sins. Mm. See, first, just like we read in Matthew 28, first you become a disciple, then you get baptized, right? right? You've been washed by the blood, then you go in the water. Amen? Yes. Blood amen. first, then the water. Amen? amen. So that's, that's the sequence there. And the Greek root word for baptism is bapto. So it literally means to be immersed or to be dipped, mm. okay? And it was a common word used for those who would dye clothing, mm-hmm. okay? And you remember I've baptized like like faith, and I gave that illustration. Yeah, okay? that was beautiful. Where I had a jar full of crimson red dye, and I brought a white cloth, mm-hmm. and I gave this illustration of what immersion meant, okay, in the first century. So if you had a piece of clothing that you wanted to dye, they would take that piece of clothing and immerse it or baptize it in the dye. And then when they pulled it out, the piece of clothing would be completely changed and have a brand new identity as a piece of clothing, right? It would be changed. It'd be a whole different color. Mm -hmm. And so that's exactly what happens spiritually to anyone who is baptized into Christ. Mm. You see? Amen. Through repentance of sin and putting their faith in him and his death, burial, and resurrection. You become identified with Christ. Mm. Just like that piece of cloth, okay, if you dip it into the dye, and when you take it out, it has a new identity. It's changed. Yeah, It's not the same old cloth. Mm. And I took, I remember I would take that cloth at a baptism and, and put it on the dirt, get it all dirty. Yeah, Just like our life in sin, all mm. dirty, right? Right. So that cloth became impure. Mm. And just like our life outside of Messiah, mm. Yeshua, Jesus. And baptism into Christ is like that impure cloth that had become dirty, going down into that, that dye mm. and coming back up out of that. And now 
changed. It has been baptized. Wow. So that's the spiritual baptism that we in Christ have experienced. Mm. We've been baptized into Christ. Okay. And that's the baptism by which we are saved and we become identified with him through. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just like that cloth immersed in the dye. When we repent and put our faith in Christ, he changes us. We're baptized into him. Then we're raised up from the dead and given a new life and a brand new identity in Christ. Mm. That's the spiritual baptism. So just as far as water baptism is concerned, water baptism is really an outward picture of the inward reality of our salvation. Amen. It's a picture of how we've become united with Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection, and how we've died to our old life of sin and how we've been raised to new life in Christ. That's the picture that water baptism is displaying. Mm. Amen. Amen. And the Apostle Paul, he spoke of this spiritual picture of baptism in Romans 6, 3 through 8. He says, do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Mm. Right? Amen. So that's the picture right there of spiritual baptism, of our salvific baptism. Yes. Okay? Not just the water baptism, mm. but the spiritual baptism of becoming identified with Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection. Mm. Amen? Amen. Which the water baptism is a symbol of. Yes, that's right. And the Apostle Paul gave us his personal testimony of this spiritual baptism that we see here in Romans chapter 6 that he's speaking of, and the identification that he had with Christ in Galatians 2.20. It's a very familiar verse, but it directly relates to the spiritual baptism of our salvation Mm -hmm. and how we become identified with Christ. He said, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Mm, Amen. amen. So he says, I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live. So this is really the testimony of any of us who have been saved, right? Definitely. And at our water baptism, which is a picture of the spiritual reality of what's happened in our life, we have to be able to say, I have been crucified with Christ. It is right now, no longer I who live, Mm. but Christ lives in me. Yes. And so that's what you have to be able to confess at your water baptism, Mm. That there has been something spiritual that has happened in your life where now your life is identified with Christ. You have been immersed into Christ. Mm. Amen? 
Amen. And you've been raised up and changed and made new in Christ. Yes. Amen. And it's also a confession before the principalities and powers and spiritual forces of wickedness that had you in bondage, that you are now free. Yes. You are now free. Right. And you're identified with Jesus. Mm, Amen. Right? And when you're identified with someone, you're saying, I'm with him. Mm, Yeah. I'm on his side now. That's right. Right? And so it's it's actually victory. Mm. It's like you're you're declaring victory yes. at that water baptism, right? Amen. The victory's already happened in you, but you're declaring it. Yes. And now we need to keep on declaring it. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 So we saw the Apostle Paul testifying, I have been crucified with Christ. You can say that. I can say that. All of our listeners who have been baptized into Christ can say it. Can you name another person in scripture who experienced this spiritual baptism into Christ and identification with him in his death, who actually wasn't water baptized. Can you yeah, think of Yeah, well, the first person that comes to my mind is the thief on the cross. And right. that's the one that I always think of when someone tells me that you absolutely have to be baptized you know, to be saved. And I, I just feel like that's so precious how he was in there. You know, the thief on the cross was in there because I think about people that are maybe on their deathbed and they're coming to salvation Mm -hmm. through in the hospitals. You know, I've worked in hospitals with sick people and people that have been, uh, you know, ridden with cancer and, um, you know, maybe they they make a conversion and, and they convert and they come to the Lord on their deathbed. You know, I even witnessed one who who did that. Um, actually, he was dying of cirrhosis of the liver and he had been an alcoholic his whole life and just, or drunkard, I guess you would call it, is more better word for that. Um, but yeah, he had right. gotten to the point where he was just dependent on this, even physically yeah. speaking, you know? And his he, he was 39 years old and his liver was so swollen that he looked jaundiced all over. And I got to share with him a little bit, very little, um, he, he wanted me, he said, Tabitha, I wish you could just touch me and heal me and make me whole again. And I looked at him and I said, I can't do that, but there is only one yeah, who can. And I right. just pointed up to the Lord, you know? Yeah. And then I went in the bathroom and I started praying for him. Mm. And as I was praying uh, for him, the Lord brought a, a chaplain that I really respected into the room, like as I was literally in the middle of praying, this chaplain walks in the room and shares the gospel with him. His name is Louie, shared the gospel with Louie, and he repented, and I was hearing it, and he he was like, I just need him so much. I need Jesus. Help me. You know, Jesus, help me. And he was born again. He was changed. Yeah. I mean, I saw him go from darkness to light, this man. Amen. I saw him go from sad and screaming and crying it mm. sounded it sounded like hell mm. the yeah, screams of he hell was, he was close he was close to hell wow. i will guarantee just, just it. like that thief on the cross yes next to jesus was close wasn't he close yes they were both close right yes and neither one of them could be water baptized no but they were baptized right they were baptized into christ by the holy spirit mm. and they were washed through the washing of regeneration by the Holy Spirit. Yes, amen. See? So they and were baptized. <laughs> Louis, Louis went to be with the Lord about a week Hallelujah. later. He died, but he was a changed man, and I got to fellowship with him mm, several times. Maybe him and the thief on the cross are having fellowship oh, right now. Oh, isn't that sweet? They were both changed at the end of their life. Right at the end. 
in paradise. Yeah. And, and you know, Louis would have been unable physically to mm. come out of that bed and get baptized. So if that was required for him yeah. by God, that would be like, that would, that would be make awful. God evil. That would make God evil. That would yeah. be so sad right yeah. there. We know he's not evil. He's good. Yeah. He is good. And he only holds us accountable for what we can do. Right. Right? Yeah. Amen. <laughs> That's true. That's right. What we can do. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so if we're not able to do something, he's not holding us accountable for that. That's right. He's going to hold us accountable for what we can do. Yes. You see. So Louis, that thief on the cross, they weren't able to be water baptized, but they were baptized in the spirit of God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And one thing they both did is they confessed Jesus Christ before men. Mm, yeah. You see? They did. So even if you're not able to be water baptized, you can still confess him before men. Yes. And that's something we're called to do as well. Mm, right? Amen. If you're not able to keep that command to be water baptized because there's not ability, you are still able in some way to confess Jesus before others. Mm, yes. Confess him as your Lord, right? Amen. And he promises in Matthew 10, 32 to 33, if you confess me before men, however you're able, I will confess you before the Father. Mm, amen. Yes, amen. Did he do that? Did Louis do that? Yeah, he, he was confessing. I'm telling <laughs> you, he was so on fire for Jesus oh, after that happened. God. He just was cleansed. Beautiful. You could just tell. You know, he was in the hospital. He's not. He's not drinking anymore. Hallelujah. I mean, obviously, he's he's sorrowful over that life of sin that yeah. he lived. You know, and right. wishes he could have it all back and live it all for Jesus. You know, but. Um, he went home to be with the Lord. Yeah, right? so And precious. that thief on the cross, right? He couldn't be water baptized. He wasn't able, but he did confess Jesus to that other thief. Yeah. Didn't he? Mm-hmm. And then all those who were watching and mocking Jesus, right? He confessed before men. Yes. And did Jesus confess him before the Father? Yeah, absolutely. Right there on the cross. Is that amazing or what? That is amazing. So most of us aren't going to be in a situation like the thief on the cross or like Louis. Yeah. Right. Most right. of us, uh, most of us can obey the command to be water baptized as a public proclamation confession of what has happened in your life. Right. Most of us are able to do that. Yeah. Right. So if you just chose not to do it and you knew you could do it, mm, then that be would different. be sin. If you chose not to do it and you could do it. Yeah, I agree. That would be sin. I agree. But like, right. what if a person's on their way to go get baptized and they get in a car accident and die. Yeah, amen. You know, are they exactly. going to go to hell? Because, no. No. you know, it's... Because it's the intent of the heart, the motive of the heart. God's right. looking at the heart, right? Exactly. So you're on your way to get water baptized and there's a car wreck. God's looking at the heart. Exactly. And you're already baptized into Christ. You're identified with Christ. You're not ashamed of him. You're confessing right. him. And you want to go and confess him before others, right? And be water baptized, mm. right? That's your heart. Your heart's already doing it. Yes. God's concerned with that, right? Yeah. But if you harden your heart against God, and you know a command of God, and you're saying, I will not do it. That's a different heart. That's, that's a different, different heart. And that's, that's, different that's heart. sin. That's right? not right. So water baptism for most of us, it's going to be an opportunity to make an outward confession and proclamation of the inward spiritual baptism that's already happened. Right? Amen. It's an opportunity. Yes. Amen. Rejoice. So if anyone listening hasn't taken that step, go do it. Yeah. Go, go do it. Go do it. Find a pond, find a river, get some brethren, right? Mm -hmm. Gather others who don't know the Lord. Just do it. That's right. And, uh, you know, proclaim that victory. Amen. Amen. 
That's We've it. been getting videos and pictures of our brethren in Uganda, right? That Jeremiah has had the opportunity to baptize. And yes. actually, I've, I got a beautiful picture from him today. A lot of these, uh, he's been giving out Bibles now. Mm-hmm. And they've got these big smiles on their faces. They got their new Bibles. Aww, I'll just show you, dear. They got these beautiful smiles on their faces. They're like holding their Bibles like treasure. Wow. Which it is. It and is. And they got a these treasure. big smiles, right? Oh, that's <laughs> so beautiful. You know, Bible, let me just say, Bibles are very expensive in mm. Uganda. Mm. Um, when I went to Uganda, I wanted to get some Bibles in Lug- the Lugandan language because I just thought, oh, I could have these and pass them out. Um, well, little did I know that mm. the Bibles were so expensive. Mm. Like, I can't even believe uh, that, you know, wages over in Uganda, uh, a really good wage for someone like a nurse or a doctor makes maybe about 200 US dollars a month. Mm. And a Bible is around 50 or $60. Wow. I mean, that's very expensive for a Bible. We can we can get Bibles for a couple dollars here. Right. You could probably go to the Goodwill store and get a Bible here for 25 cents well, in America. Well, you know, if all of our listeners would be praying for these outreaches, yes. uh, that Spirit of Adoption Radio is uh, reaching out to help in Uganda and Kenya, um, there's needs for Bibles. Yes. Um, there's disciples being made, being baptized, right mm. and bibles being given and you know there's a cost associated with that and right. uh if if all of our listeners would pray for the work in Uganda and Kenya and if you want to give um there's ways to do that as well yeah in fact um email us at info@adoptionairfare.com and i will give you the address to send the money if you do feel on your heart to um make a donation towards the radio program in Uganda um, to the Hope program over there, Hour of Hope, and then also the Kenya radio program. Uh, let us know. We do have an address to give you to where to direct those funds. Yeah, if the Lord leads you. Amen. Yes, amen. Amen. And remember, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. He has everything under control. So look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Amen. 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 And may the Lord bless you as you seek Him today. Thanks for listening to Spirit of Adoption Radio. You can reach us through our website, adoptionairfare.com. Also, please subscribe and leave us a review on the listening platform of your choice. Lord willing, we'll see you next time. Maranatha. Maranatha.